Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bits and Bites. Today, we have a special guest, Chris Hobbs. Uh, hey, Chris, how about you take over the introductions, introduce yourself and what you do? Well, fantastic. I guess I, I've been known to talk a little bit. So Chris Hobbs, president and co-founder of TTT Studios. We used to be called Two Tall Totems, but then we got corporate, um, which was one of the first moves. So we make software for clients all over the world, uh, mostly on the enterprise side, though we definitely work with a lot of uh, well-funded startups. But you know, it's the greatest job in the world because we get to solve business problems, leveraging technology and working with, you know, kind of the latest and greatest tools uh, and uh, design patterns to uh, create value and impact in our world. Awesome. And so from my understanding, you co-founded TTT Studios with your twin brother, right? So how is that? You know, like, well, how did you guys both start the idea and everything? You know, it's funny. People always ask me, what's it like to be a twin? And I always have to counter with, what's it like not to be a twin? You know, it's, it's <laughs> at, at the end of the day. But you know what? Um, well, I, I co-founded with, 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 with the wonderful David Hobbs, as well as the amazingly talented Josephine Wong. We mm. have to give her a shout too, because she's incredible. But David and I, we've been doing startups since, um, you know, just basically getting out of uh, grad school at UBC, uh, way back in the day of the dot-com years. And uh, he's a guy I can trust. Uh, he's incredibly handsome and uh, very smart. And uh, you know, we, we, we had this special uh, understanding of boundaries in terms of we always, um, whoever gets the message first always picks it up and you, you know, you always, you always respect what each other one's doing and it's just a great way, it's a great person to work with. Uh, who wouldn't want to work with, you know, one of their best friends and uh, uh, kin uh, daily if they could. Awesome. And I really, I know you probably hear this all the time, but is it true like twins have this kind of like subconscious like connection where you guys don't need to communicate as much like verbally but you guys oh no <laughs> is that is that a fair enough answer is that no you know what i mean the, the the irony is is once you get to know us you actually realize we're very different people and mm -hmm. uh you know but you know that that old corsican brothers thing i mean i can try hitting but it doesn't seem to cause any pain as much as i've tried <laughs> and so then i guess um since you don't have that you know twin telepathy like there must be some kind of like challenges sometimes like working with a sibling um for your own company like no again i see that as a blessing i think we we've been we've been around each other i mean even before we were born um to to to, to really just kind of understand you know, we're, we're here to create greatness together. And uh, I, I, we, we have we have our boundaries and our respect that, you know, really allows us to, to you know, be a one-two punch as awful as that sounds. And I hated saying that, but really being a one-two punch to, you know, creating greatness. I say creating greatness a lot, but, you know, I really do. Need that, so <laughs> let's let's go with that. I'll, I'll hit you with a trifecta soon. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Like, it sounds like you have a great team with David and with Josephine to run mm -hmm. TTT Studios. So, I understand that it's not just TTT Studios that you founded. Like, I okay, let me try to list this as much as possible. So, you're mm -hmm. president of Vidia. You've also founded Study Guide Systems. Uh, you also have Tea Time for your our podcast. Uh, afternoon, afternoon tea. tea. Sorry, there you <laughs> afternoon go. tea. Yeah, we got some tea involved. And then you're also a contributing writer for Forbes Technology Council. And let me guess, it doesn't stop there. Like, I'm sure you have so much on your plate that you juggle. How do you manage to like juggle everything? Like, how do you keep going? I have an amazing team and family to support me. I should throw out some love, love and uh, you know gra gratitude to the wonderful, amazing Mrs. Chris Hobbs. Is it weird to say that? I'll just say Mrs. Hobbs, um, <laughs> who 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 keeps me grounded and and and, and allows me to do you know uh, so many things. But at the end of the day, you know what? It's a team effort. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, from 
Well, I mean, study guide systems, I mean, I could touch on that. That's honestly a perfect business because I think I answer an email once a year and it's, um, you know, an automated, an automated education play that uh, makes money and involves very little work. I highly recommend you try to find one of those businesses that you're selling nothing because effectively you're selling a product that's completely, um, you know, um, free and scalable, um, not free in terms of cost, but free in terms of the ability to multiply it in a very easy way. Um, and it's a system that supports itself. So we've been doing that for 20 years. And in fact, if I didn't have that system, there would be no TTT because um, you know what, what I was doing, uh, it's, it's, it's actually a, a real estate school in the States uh, that, uh, that my brother and I have is one of, one of our businesses. And uh, you know, it used to make quite a bit of money, to be honest, uh, with doing very little. I shouldn't say quite a bit, but a, a comfortable amount of, of money. So I used to spend six months of the year traveling with my family. Uh, so my kids are very well traveled. Um, I think we counted, by, they're 13 and 15 now, or 15 in a couple of days. But I think I think we counted, we did about 76 countries in, you know, wow. by the time they started uh, elementary school. And, uh, you know, we actually founded TTT for two reasons. One, because the 2008 crisis happened and people weren't getting as many real estate licenses as they were at the time. Um, so we realized, okay, well, I guess we got to start working for a living again. Um, and on top of that, you know, my kids started school. So I realized I got to get grounded back into Vancouver. And uh, this was a really, a TTT initially was an excuse to get out in the community and meet more people because I, with, with study guide systems, I was living in the cloud. Like it was living without actually most, most of our clients or hundred percent of our clients probably don't even know we're Canadian as a company. There's no reason to be telling that point because uh, they might think the education isn't as good um, as an American one, which is far from the truth. I mean, there's the, the double blind test right there. We do fine without, you know, saying that, but, but that's, that's really, you know, where that is. And then the other things from video and the contributing writing, I mean, that's just part of the job of what we do. You know, we're here to, to not only enhance the community and make, you know, make Vancouver or Canada a great place to do, to do tech business, but also to, you know, enhance the world's knowledge um, because the more we can push and the more that we could be at the, you know, the, the head of the spear with the information that we help push, uh, be it with Forbes or through a, a meetup group like, um, like video, um, you know, the more that we can showcase our expertise and our ability to create amazing products. Awesome. Chris, so, so I want to diverge a bit because I definitely want to get back to the community piece, but mm. I think what, what doesn't get talked about enough and, and you and I both listen and, and participate in a ton of these types of podcasts from talking to co-founders, mm -hmm. we're going to do the, the, the journeys and, and, you know, the, the superhero origin stories. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and now that's fine. But like, I want to emphasize something you talked on and specifically about family, right? Obviously you started this with David family member, but mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, being a founder, being an entrepreneur, being in charge of, you know, I don't, I forget this number of staff that TTD studios has, like Just what effect is that? what effect does that have on, 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 you know, your kids, your, your, your wife. And like, how, how do they, because, because I think one of the things, and I'm losing the words to say this because I do believe that it is, it is a team effort. Like, like without, without everybody being in full support and support can mean many different things. Like you don't get to where you are. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of jumping ahead and saying that. Right. But, but like what specifically about, you know, your family support kind of allowed you to have, have, you know, the success that you've had to date? Well, I mean, founding a company without full support of your family, especially when you're a little bit more mature and you're, you know, this isn't, you know, right out of university age, um, you know, you need that support, especially because we probably went a year or two years without really getting paid. And it's hard mm -hmm. to explain that to, uh, you know, to, to your significant other and the kids that, hey, without your help for doing this, 
this isn't going to happen. And, and, you know, I, I honestly, I just cherish, um, you know, not only their support, but also the support of my brother and his family, because uh, we wouldn't be able to do this. Um, I would also say that one thing that we did in the early days uh, that we, Josephine, David and I all agreed on is this is a family first company in the sense of family always comes first. And if there are something that we need to do, no matter how important the, the, the client and the customer, and they are always important to us, don't get me wrong, but, but there is, has to be, you know, a priority and, and family is a priority there. I would also argue, you know, two things here is one, our kids honestly believe that they are part of TTT. Um, my daughter used to come in and give every single one of our staffs, you know, pre-COVID a nickname. So she would actually, that was her, that was kind of her thing was to come up and give everyone a nickname, um, which I thought was great. And, and one other thing that's a blessing is my, my, my wife comes from a family of, of, of entrepreneurs, her, her, her family, all of her, her, her father to, um, uh, brothers and all that, very successful. And I, and I witnessed this through my mother-in-law and they're, they're all in Korea, um, but I witnessed this in my mother-in-law, how supportive she is. And I can feel the same energy from my, from my amazing, you know, my amazing Unjong or Catherine. Um, and, and I see how she comes in to support all the things that we do. And I can see that, you know, in her soul, this is her company just as much as ours. And I think that's important because we all have to have ownership in order to, uh, you know, do what we do and uh you know with both feet uh in the water jumping forward that's fantastic i just want to kind of you know draw back and just kind of focus a little bit back more on the team as well you know you got the family side and um your family's pretty much as well as your team but like you mm -hmm. know what um talking a little bit more about your actual team members like how did you i mean First off, like 50 people on your team, that must be crazy. Like having um, so many people to handle. Like, do you still find that, you know, when you were smaller scale to um, where you are now, do you find that there was um, more of like a challenge managing so many um, employees or do you still find that you still have that like cohesiveness um, within TTT Studios? Oh, we, you know, one of the blessings I think I have is, 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 is an amazing gentleman by the name of Jose Hernandez, who's actually the CEO mm -hmm. of TTT. Now he gets to do the day to day and he does it so well. And I trust and love the guy. He actually, I'll, I'll, I'll say this on the air. He makes the calls like David and I, you know, at the end of the day, I guess we write the checks, but he makes the calls and we support that. And you need to have that trust in there. And I would say, you know, as we scaled up in size, setting up the right people um, so that I don't have to worry about it. To be honest, I don't even know what a lot of our projects are. I don't know the details. Um, you know, I talked to Jose, he knows everything, which is why we need why we need people like that. But really I get, I'm blessed because I get to do things like this. And I also get to work on things like, I'll, I'll say empathy and team morale. And I get to do the things with our, with our staff that that are fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, I won't officially say that I've visited all of them during terms of COVID from a distance, but you know, bring them cookies, make sure they're okay. Um, we have like today, we have we have a standup and it's actually, you know, originally when we started our standup, our team standup, it used to be a, this is what I'm working on. This is the problems I'm facing. These are my blockers. This is the answer to the fun question. But now it's just, here's the fun question. If you have any problems or anything, our doors are always open. Your managers are always open. The middle level managers are always open. We're here to support you. But right now, this is about just team building in a social and loving way. And we're all huggers here, okay? Our, our rule and our hiring rule used to be just no hipsters. Uh, it's, it's evolved, but you know, if you're not a hugger, it's not really a TTT thing for, uh, you don't really want to join us. Um, but really it's all about just making sure that people are, especially during COVID, mentally, socially, and spiritually, you know, doing great um, and making sure that we do still have bonds that ties. I mean, we used to be Vancouver only and recently with, uh, you know, cause we've scaled up quite a bit in the last couple months. Um, 
we have people now that are in New Brunswick and Toronto um, and, you know, Calgary. Um, and the tools are great. We've realized that our process and everything allow for that. I mean, it used to be that we would never have that because it, our quality was too important that we thought that you had to locally be represented. Um, I used to have the rule and or the joke and it's, it's, it's nothing but a joke, but if you, if you can't, if you can't strangle someone, you can't work on a good project, right? <laughs> Be, be what that is um but but the reality is you know what i like to say if you can't hug them to show you know to show support care and love then you shouldn't you know be working but honestly the tools have been so good that we've been able to do that and actually continue the bond um i can see how much fun we have in our stand-ups and I, I i think they're incredibly important and i think you know i you, you, you do a time cost you know analysis of that that stand-up probably costs us two thousand dollars you know three thousand dollars it's significant in terms of treasure but it's significant in terms of making sure that everyone realizes that we are a team, we work together. We're not a bunch of mercenaries just trying to get a job done. Um, you know, we're here to make sure that we create greatness. I mean, it's hard to see, this is a podcast, but you know, we have, <laughs> we have our vision, which is on the wall here. And it says uh -huh. that we create software that impacts a billion lives. And now the reason why we chose that as our vision statement is because our team is honestly, I go to war with Google. I go to war with Apple, like all of them. They are the best at what we do, okay? Now, if we start taking projects for money, like, you know, hey, this is a business. And if we start taking a project that we know is gonna fail, okay? We know it's going nowhere. And you're gonna work on that project for the next year. And you have to tell your mom when she asks, hey, what are you working on? And you have to tell your mom, it's nothing because it's not gonna go anywhere. I have no value. Well, then you know what? You're going to leave us. And we don't want that. We would rather say no to scaling up more as a business. And instead, we want to look as, as, as creating impact and creating value and trying to have long-term value with, with, with our staff and partners. Um, because we honestly think, you know, through our the maturation, maturation of our processes and our systems, we can create some of the greatest, most impactful products that, you know, the, the world can see. And, and Vancouver is a great place to do it. So let's, uh, you know, create that energy, soul and uh, team to do so. Awesome. I so totally went on a tangent, didn't I? Oh, no, no. That's amazing. I think like, you left our jaws long. dropped is what it is. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Well, but, it wasn't the chili pepper. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> one thing, one thing I picked up on for sure is, is like, we we interview a lot of entrepreneurs right and a lot of times we talk about how to grow how to scale how to frankly make more profit if we're being blunt about things and, mm -hmm. and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that um in just picking up what you've talked about like it seems like you personally have some different metrics in terms of success right i think i heard Absolutely. the word fun a couple of times right mm -hmm. i heard the word fulfillment or some some adaptation of the word fulfilling it's like something that you want to do fulfilling impacting work how do you measure that and and I think for, for listeners to relate, maybe maybe it's younger startups or people who are who are building their own businesses or even uh, what I call Gen Z hustlers, right? Like everybody's got a side hustle these days, right? Like what what can they take away from that, right? Because because I think the the base is is you know we, how can I you know make the most money in the shortest time possible? I think that that's the base. I'm the lottery. I, I'm assuming that you don't entirely agree with that, right? No, so, no, no. Money's a metric, man. Money's yeah. a metric. You can, you know what? You can, you can. It drives me crazy when I'm in San Francisco and people. The first question they ask is, "How much money did you raise?" Like that's the metric of success. And I'm always mm -hmm. like, "I don't know nothing. I'm a business. You know, I don't need to raise money." Mm -hmm. And and you know what? I'll be honest too. We get we get offers to be bought, you know, enough, and we laugh at. Well, we don't laugh. I mean, we always appreciate that people want to do it, but we laugh at the idea that we would want to stop the mission that we're on so soon because we want to steer the boat. We want to drive what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And the second that, 
you know, I think the, the second that we take our eye off that being the prize of creating greatness um, is the second that the culture dies. And it just becomes, you know, it, it just becomes something that people don't want to be part of. And, and you know, and again, we're blessed. People really want to be part of, of what we do. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be a cheerleader for that, but, but, but my metric again, it's impact. It's, it's hearing someone say like one of the greatest emails we ever got was when we created a game just out of pure, this is in the very early days of TTD. We created a game. We don't do games, but we created a very simple game using our characters. Okay. Cause we used to be called two tall totems with these. I love the cartoon characters that we created of our, you know, of totems of, of our characters. And we had someone reach out and saying, my, in Ohio of all places, and said, look, my autistic son loves your game. We didn't know 10 people played the game. So we were, we were amazed. But we only have an Android device. Can you please make it for us? And that story of, of the, that, that, that email was like, okay, we created impact in someone's life enough that they had to reach out to us and say, can you please do more of it? And it, like, why don't you want to create more? Now, would we have made money doing that? No. But did we make a difference in someone's life? Someone that we really had never touched, but we touched, you know, that we want to make a difference in their lives? Yeah. Now, how do we do that at scale? We get our processes better. We get our clients better. We hire a team uh, internally that works on innovation. And then we start building our own things. And this is what we're doing internally right now. And we have some amazing, I mean, we have probably, I actually heard UBC said that we hire more MBAs from UBC than anyone right now. And it's something I love. I think we're on our sixth or seventh right now. And, um, you know, that we currently have. And I love that, right? I love, we love being around smart people. But really, you know, what we've now done is we've armed uh, an amazing fellow, uh, the name of Amr, who is the, 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 the head of our innovation and he's creating some super cool products that we use our own processes and our own understanding of need, um, you know, create, create tech out of need that solves a problem, not out of that's just cool. And we're about to launch something that I think is going to be, you know, very, very helpful in, 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 in terms of um, helping people um, sell more products. I mean, yeah, is selling more products a good thing? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, if it, if it, if it, if it turns around and allows you to hire another person or three people, well, great. Our, our product that we helped, you know, created jobs. Okay, great. Is that a value of, of, or is that something you should be ranking as value? Heck yeah. You know, I, I, I want people working. We all want people working. Will that make us more money? Yeah, hopefully. But at the end of the day, you know, is, is that the only, value that we're going to we're going to take now we're, we're about to launch a product um called shop studio live it's really really cool it actually um it comes from some of my 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 uh my love of my my family's korean roots and got to witness what's really really big in asia right now which is the uh the live commerce side of things um but what we did is we looked at live commerce and how it's not mature in any way whatsoever in 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 north america there's still a huge of opportunity for disruption, but the, the platforms that are here right now, and I would argue the platforms that are in Asia still, they're very high touch, low scalable. Okay. So what you're really doing is you're telling the store, um, Hey, I have this platform. You have a store right now, but I have this platform. You should take all of your stuff that's in your store and put it into my platform. Okay. That sounds great. If you have the time and the ability to do it and you recognize the value in it, but how we looked at the problem is what we want to do is we want to come to you. We want to offer that solution for what already exists. So it's very low friction for you. So what, what um, Shop Studio Live is, is actually a, 
um, a part of Shopify that sits on top of your Shopify store and just gives you that ability to do live commerce. Now, I don't know if you know what live commerce is, but basically it's kind of like what we're doing right now through the camera, but you can address a crowd. You can have, well, I mean, it's kind of one-on-one -on -one conversations, but at the end of the day, it's kind of addressing uh, where people can text into you and you can actually sell things. So you can directly sell, hey, I have this bandana. Seriously, I had a bandana next to me. I have this bandana. It's purple. It's wonderful. You should buy it. And you will have right here down the place where you can click on the banana. You can ask me any questions about that. Is it a banana or a bandana? It's definitely a bandana. I mean, that's the problem with uh, buying online, right? You still aren't 100% sure of what you're buying. Well, this gives you certainty. So we're really excited about launching that product. I think Amher is a genius. And I think, you know, the way that he solved the problem of trying to figure out how do we, you know, how do we create that impact and try to maximize that and make it frictionless? Um, and these are the type of things. And do you know what Amher's next job is? It's to create that next product, to hand that off to the team. We started hiring a team for it, roll it out. Let's start the next one. And, you know, we're not going for home runs here. We're going for first and second bases. Um, and we're going for people to go, wow, I want to be part of that, you know, because that just feeds into the big machine that is TTT. Did we just turn into the shopping channel live on air? Oh, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to whip out my wow mop next, right? That would be great. Just don't bite anyone. <laughs> no, I just want to that was ShamWow. Pardon me. That was ShamWow. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like hearing you from yourself. It's just like, I like I have a small side business, you know, Gen mm -hmm. Z hustler. And like, Very good. even just like the idea of being able to interact with like potential clients on that level is just like, I, I can see it just helping out so much because, you know, I get a lot of inquiries like over messages or for email they they're like oh is this like you know um 20 like they, there's different sizes or like oh what about <laughs> colors how does it compare to one another and it's like you know there's only so much you can do right constantly sending like photo comparisons or posting or writing about it but just like actually being able to visually be like hey here let me just pull it out here you go like I don't it's know. Completely, that's, that's it's amazing. completely dynamic. And I see where it's going. I mean, I'm in mm. like the outlet malls or the, you know, the, the malls in, in, in Tawasin of all places. It seems to be there's a lot of people from China who are doing this right now oh, where they're yes. just going, hey, look at this shirt. You want this shirt? And you can see people buying it dynamically. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is we just want to empower, you know, either the big, the, 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 the mom and pop to the, the medium sized store. I mean, the, the, the big, the little lemons can do it themselves. We'd be happy to, to customize that for them, but we want to, you know, empower those who just want to turn around and, uh, you know, share the love of the products they're selling and, 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 and help tell the story of why, you know, it's going to make your life better. Definitely. It's hard to do that from a picture, but it's great to do that when you're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. For sure. Wow. I'm thinking about what to buy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got a bandana. It's purple. I, I had a question related to that, right? One of the things you commented on, and, and I want to dive deeper into it, is is you know building something, and and I think any any product builder will resonate with this. You do fall in love with, you know, it's your baby, right? Mm. How do you know when it's time to let go? And and I think mm. you've done this in a couple of ways, right? We gave the micro example of you know your your project manager is going to build that product and then it's going to hand it off to to your process team or whatever to to manage it from that point on and build something else, right? Mm -hmm. But I think you guys made a I think you downplayed it, but you guys made a very difficult decision. I, I'm assuming at the time when you decided that you needed to hire a CEO, right? Mm. How no, did you best know? Best decision we ever made. <laughs> but but at the time, I'm guessing it was not an easy decision, right? Oh, it was a great decision. You, you know what? I had I had I had um. I had coffee with uh, with uh, Chris at uh, Major Tom. Okay, great guy, uh, local 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 boy. He used to be called Success. Now Major Tom, yep. and he told me the best thing that he ever did 
was to hire a CEO and they have a CEO and a president. So he can focus on the stuff he wants to focus on, which, which again, made so much sense. And, you know, I, I, the second I heard it, it just clicked going, Jose's better at all this stuff than me. I mean, he's an MBA, he's a lawyer. He's, he loves this company. He loves this company and he loves the team and he's a hugger, you know, like I'll, I'll just put it on the spot. And why wouldn't I want him to be making the decisions to make us great? Um, and, you know, and I think a great, a great showcase of that is when I told a couple of my, you know, trusted staff that this is what I'm thinking of doing. One of the guys turned around and goes, that could be the best decision you've ever made. You know, like, no kidding, you know? Um, and, and also, I think you have to realize there is a serious difference between founders and executives, okay? Serious difference. The founder is not afraid to do whatever. They don't, they're not afraid of breaking eggs. I'm not saying Jose's afraid of breaking eggs or anything like that. But I can tell in my podcast, I can tell who's a founder and who's an executive pretty quickly because they give very political answers if you're an executive. Mm. If you're a founder, you don't give a damn. I mean, come on, you think Ray gives a damn with what he says? <laughs> <laughs> that says it all, right? Like there's a serious difference. So at one point as a founder, you need to step away and let the people who are gonna run the company to scale to do that and then focus on what you think is gonna bring value to the company. Terrific. Yeah, no, I gotta say, Jose sounds amazing. And, you know, for other listeners, and like, how did you like find Jose? Like, what was it that made him like stand out? <laughs> you know, like, you, you know, this is funny because people get shocked <laughs> to find out this. He was our first intern from the MBA program. Wow. He went from intern to CEO. Okay. And if you know him, you would understand why. Okay. Mm -hmm. Again, he's a lawyer, he's an MBA. But the most important thing is he really cares. Like, he really cares. And, it's hard not to respect someone that, you know, and he's, he's incredibly logistical in, in terms of, you know, and st strategic and I, I, you know, people who meet him, especially in San Francisco or any of these events, they, they ask me on the side, cause you know, they always think that I'm, you know, that the, the power behind the beast or whatever. And they, they're like, where did you find this guy? And it's like, man, it's just, you know what? It's just, it's, it's always a journey, right? Like everything you do is a journey. Just make sure that you, 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 when you see the gold on the journey, don't put it in your pocket just recognize that, you know, it's there to be shared and find the people that you share it with, right? Like, I mean, Jose is gold in my pocket in the sense of, you know, I, I, I treasure everything he does. Um, but I would say the same thing for, you know, our head of sales of Mark or Josephine or, or Mark, our head of UX or, or Nick with, with you know, with uh, um, our project management team. I mean, all of them are way overqualified for what they do. And I'm so blessed to have them on the team. And I think that's one thing that also, if you start, if you start just hiring for the sake of hiring instead of hiring for greatness, then you get the sake of hiring. But if you hire for greatness, you get greatness because when people start recognizing that, again, this is kind of that special forces feel, people want to be part of the special forces, right? I mean, what's that old saying that, the, you know, in World War II, you could, you can, you know, you could be with the guy next to you that's going to be running the beach as fast and as hard as you, or you can be, you know, shot at at the back. I want to be on the beach running, running hard and fast with, with you know, the, the most qualified and uh, best people. I want to say like, you know, it's almost, it's very inspiring with the way you talk about your team culture, about your team members, like even just the fact that, you know, you can name each of your team members, like on the podcast, like no sweat off your route. And like, you give them so much credit. Like I can see why that you have such a healthy and like active and inspirational like team to work with. Like, um, can, can, I, can, can I, can I just say one thing that's actually uh -huh. equally important in that yeah. is they can all the, tell the difference between David and I. And I think that says just as much. Right <laughs> 
and just for the listeners right yeah and for the listeners (laughs) that don't know um it's an identical twin because i know there's nah, we're frater- i can tell the difference i can tell the, difference. <laughs> the more handsome one right so can my mom you know <laughs> for sure and our our social team's going to have a handful because i want to make sure we tag all those team members you just shouted out um i think that i think that's really important and a big part mm-hmm. of of you know why we started bits and bites is like we obviously we we have you on we want to have founders on we're we're always startups at our heart but there's a mm-hmm. lot of different people that make up this industry mm-hmm. right sure. and and you know one part like might get more shine than the others, right? In some senses, but I think I think it's really equally important to kind of recognize all that. So I want to make sure that that we go and do that. So so my social team's gonna go and kill me now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I love that because they're all they're all super super important people to me. Um, you know, I mean, we, again, our standups. Uh, it's, it's it's there's no measurable business. Um, you know, it's just cost at the end of the day, and but the value we get out of it's so important. And and also it's a nice way. Oh, there's Jose right there. There we go. So he's walking by, pretending not to hear us but uh, so we're not talking behind his back sort of yeah 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 yeah. shh don't 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 talk about it (laughs) no i i can definitely i mean if it's all right with you too like i would love to like bring on some of your team members as well for the podcast because you know person bites goes beyond just um, as sam mentioned like we want to break down each of the important like people that work within the tech industry not just you know like the founders not just like the executives mm. so we want to talk to the interns you know we want to talk to the social media um, managers like mm-hmm, we want to mm-hmm, you know build a bigger picture of like what it's like to work in the tech industry and hopefully mm. you know for others that might not be directly involved yet like help them understand that you know you don't always have to have like a technical skill or background to jump into the space. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, skill sets that you can have that will be so valuable to working at a startup or tech company Mm -hmm. at all. So. Although that being said, if uh, Jean didn't know how to build a computer, I wouldn't have hired her. (laughs) That that was the full disclosure in my first interview with Jean. That was the thing that put her over the edge. She was like, Oh yeah, last week I built my own computer. It wasn't last week, whatever the time period was. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but and then it was like, okay, I could use someone like that because like our printer at work keeps breaking and people are asking me to fix it. Look at look at her chair; it looks fast. I mean, come on, she's an expert at this. So there you go. You need some technical. No, I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the end of the day, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. don't don't always need that. Like, I mean, I you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't. I did my undergrad at UBC in in Russian and history. Like, you know, what's that got to do with what I do now? Absolutely nothing. Um, but I, you know, as a youth and shockingly for my age, I had computers when I was pretty young because um, I'm pretty old now. Um, you know, I did, I did, I did tinker and get into programming, but boy, there's much better people at it than me. And I was just glad enough to put them in, uh, in, uh, in the company doing things. So I just get the blah, blah instead. Wow. Can we actually expand it a little bit more? Like, so what got you into like programming and coding? Like, how did you like obtain a computer? Because I know back then it was like either really difficult or back like, super expensive. Back then, hey, but, you know what? back then it's true. Well, you know what? I've always, I've always had a computer, but you know, the, the story actually comes back to my grandmother um, mm-hmm. of, of all things. So I used to, um, my brother and I would go and visit her and she, this was in, oh God, it is going to be back then. Cause it was probably like 19... 
80, maybe. Um, she had a, one of the Tandy uh, computers and we would go there and she had a magazine mm -hmm. and David and I would program Lemonade Stand, okay? It's a game that you probably don't know. It's just basically kind of a simulator of, oh, the weather is good tomorrow. Do you want to buy more lemons, you know, to, for your Lemonade Stand, right? It was so much fun. We'd spend the entire day doing it. And then um, because there was no RAM, it was all wrong. It was just read-only memory. It didn't have read access, like it didn't write to the, to, to the memory. Um, you're done, you've debugged, it's finally working. And then, you know, hey, it's time to go home. You turn off the computer and it's all gone and we go back and do it again. But 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 my mother always had, my mother was big into computers. So was my aunt. My aunt had, I mean, she had networked computers. I had an uncle who, I mean, the first time I saw um, the internet, um, he used to work for Stanford and for NSA. And um, down, down, he was down in San Francisco. And I actually saw, oh God, this was like in the early eighties, he was playing chess with a guy in New York and he was telling me how he was doing. Whoa. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? How do you play chess? I, that sounds cool. I, I, the, to be honest, had no idea what he's talking about, but, but, but the, the, the computers and all that have always been in my, you know, in our DNA. Um, you know, my, again, I was, I remember in high school in the, in the, um, well, late eighties, I had, I had a modem and a computer and our, we had a teacher who had a bulletin board. And I remember, I mean, even if I handed in crap, it was going to be guaranteed an A because we were the only ones who could hand in our English tests or our English, you know, through the, through the, through the modem. And he was just super excited that, you know, he was getting the work done, you know, directly through a, a very slow bod, you know, moving uh, bod modem. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's always been something I've always been very fascinated with. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of taken me where I am, I suppose, the curiosity that, uh, that, that I grew up with because of it. I was bringing some like waves of nostalgia a bit. Cause like, I remember when I was like younger, I was in the nineties. I'm not, you know, not too far behind, but like, uh, it was my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> it was my uncle that, um, he was also, I think, you know, he worked with computers. I don't remember what his actual job was, but like, he was like showing us, he somehow managed to program like hundreds of these like mini games onto his computer and I remember cool. like that was like you know our first like touch point with like games and such and I think that was definitely like the start of my fascination with technology and that was where I was just like you know like I didn't like think in my mind like back then I was just like you know like I have to have like you know become a software engineer or something if I really mm -hmm. want to work with tech but like I had no idea like look at me now I it's actually funny I was um my background is kind of similar. Like I studied at SFU and I uh, completed an English literature major. So, <laughs> you know, no technical background at all, but here we are. Well, like... You know what, for, for us arts students, as I always like to say, when people go, oh, I'm doing arts, is there value? I say, hey, you know what? It teaches you to question things. It teaches you to think mm -hmm. methodically. Um, you know, it teaches you to differentiate between BS, primary documents and secondary documents, right? <laughs> there is so much value that comes out of it. now. I did a lot with Russian literature. Is there a lot of value in that? I love Bulgakov, you know, I, I, I love reading stuff. I actually got to speak twice, Russian twice today at the collision conference with two different people and, and actually tell them about how, you know, um, one of my favorite quotes in uh, The Master and the Margarita is, uh, manuscripts don't burn. And I got to say in Russian and that was kind of cool, um, you know, <laughs> but is it useful? Eh, you know what? I got to imprint on them and surprise them that a Canadian with a bad Russian accent would, uh, you know, or a bad Canadian accent in Russian would, would even um, love and respect their culture. So, you know what? That's beneficial. Uh, no, sure. definitely. And I think it, like, you know, it goes back to our point that, like, um, you just, you know, you don't have to have all the technical background to be in this industry. And so, like, nope. 
that being said, you know, if there were listeners that were kind of on the fence and they're just like, oh, like, you know, where can they start? Like, what would, what would be kind of the advice that you can give them? Like, let's say they're just graduating school um, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're looking for the first time, full time, first full time job, but mm-hmm. they don't have the technical background, but they have an interest in it. Where should they start looking? Well, I mean, the best thing now is everything's a tech job these days. Like every company is a tech company, right? Um, but I would, I would like people ask me all the time, what is it that you, um, what do you want to see when I'm showing you for a job interview or something like that? Okay, I'll go from that angle because that, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. And I always say, show me something that you love doing. Because if you show me your school project that you had to do, I don't give a darn because I know for a fact that 6,000 other kids had to do that or students or whatever, right? But if you show me something that you love, like one guy that that is incredible, incredible co-op that we had, he had the, I hate to say it, one of the ugliest apps I've seen, okay? And I loved it so much because it was so cool. It was, he loved his dog. And so he created an app that just basically as he fed his dog, it showed a happy dog. If, it, if he didn't feed the dog, it got unhappy. <laughs> but I got to see exactly what it did and recognize that he doesn't working with the designer, right? When you work with the designer, it's a totally different game, right? You can express, you can, you can express the, 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 the design in such a different way than just as an engineer. But I got to witness, not only is he good at programming, but that he loves dogs, which means, you know, he's one of the, the huggable types that fits in with us. And he ended up creating our facial recognition platform. He was one of the main creators behind our facial recognition platform that tells the difference between twins. You know, because one of the problems we faced is David and I, I can open up his iPhone, he can't open up mine. And uh, we thought, wow, wonder if we can do better. And uh, so he was one of the creators of Amanda AI, um, you know, with with Vincent and how. Um, but, um, you know, his, his, I don't know, inquisitive ways, his, his, just pure, I want to know more. And it isn't his passion for things. It's showcased in that little dog app. So just find something that you love. You know, maybe it's, I'm, I'm looking behind you, Sam. Maybe it's shoes, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, you know, basketball. Show us something that you do in that, even if it's like silly, you know, if it's something that, that, that you be like, oh, no one wants to see it. No, that's not true. I want to see it, you know? And, and I, I think people will want to show it because it shows that you care enough to do it. And that you're trying to learn something, because if you're trying to learn something, especially technical, right, doing the book where you're going step one, hello world, it's boring. But if you do it going, well, hello world's fun, but instead of hello world, I'm going to say, you know, hey, grandma, or something like, you know, something that's personal to me, because maybe, you know, you're, you're missing your grandma or something like that, right? Well, I think you can be much more personal in that touch point, and you can learn a lot more because of it. Fantastic advice. So break eggs and do things, man. Just do it. That's, like my, that's my Nike shoe out there, <laughs> you know? Because I think that, that blue set of Jordans, I think I had those in the, in back, in the, in back in my high school days. Awesome. Those are the North Carolina ones, right? Yeah. Yes, Got yeah, I, I had those, yeah. Great. And so um, I just want to say, like, one of the, um, I guess, next questions I have then for you is uh, kind of going more into like the projection and like the perspective of people have of the tech industry because I think um, it kind of branches in you know like people are nervous they're kind of like you know shy about trying to get their feet wet so what are like you know some of the I know like you know people think oh my gosh like working at Facebook or Google like we have those cool like slides that go down in their <laughs> lobby and then everyone mm-hmm. has their own like there's like a VR game studio in their office and stuff but like you know aside from like the glamorous you know aspects of working at a tech startup like what are some of the more like unglam moments that people don't talk about more often 
Well, I guess at the end of the day, humans want to be creators, right? And the best thing about tech, be it with Facebook or Microsoft or TTT, is you're creating things, you know, and, and, you, and we also want to be, you know, human. And we want to, we want to, you know, create things again that are impactful. So I think the nice thing about being in tech and, and also the nice thing about all the tools and toys and everything. I mean, if, you know, if you, if you want to be on Twitch, are you a tech person? Maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, you're, you're encompassing technology into your side hustle, right? Like, that's awesome. Um, you know, my, my, when I see my daughter do what she does with Instagram or with Snapchat or any of those, the, the young kid platforms, you know, she's, she's, she is um, embracing technology and, and, and maybe, maybe, you know, you're, you're a creator through someone else's work, but at the end of the day, that ignites the flame to start thinking, well, that's cool, but maybe TikTok should do this instead or that. And, and you know what, we, I get a lot of, you know, emails saying, Hey, I want to do TikTok for dogs, you know, or, or something like that. I'm like, eh, I think that is TikTok. But at the end of the day, I love that you're thinking, how can I improve on it? And how can I make my own personal imprint on that improvement? Right. I, I, I think that is the first start to, you know, to creating things now be that for you know as an entrepreneur which i truly suggest you should do especially at an early age because it's easy to go bankrupt and come right back um and you know working for the man sucks i'm using the quotes um you know for my old hippie days my parents are from salt spring so the the hippie days come out um but if not you know there's so much that you can be doing even if it's being on the the marketing side or on the you know on the content side or any of these things again all companies are tech companies. The only thing you have to be is don't be a neophyte. Don't, don't fight the technology. Um, it, it, you know, you don't have to embrace it wholeheartedly, but if you want to be in the industry, I think you should probably at least understand where it's going and, uh, you know, how you can empower, empower, you know, yourself at anything that you do through technology. Cause you know, the, the, the ability to leverage things and, um, well, just, you know, heck you weren't able to, like, I, I wouldn't have been able to sell something in Uzbekistan, an app in Uzbekistan with the taxes and everything 20 years ago, you know, but all of a sudden I can't, I can just create something in the app store. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, everyone in Tashkent's going, Hey, this is great. I can do, you know, this, well, I mean, that wasn't even a channel that was available. Um, but now you've got that reach, right? Are you a tech person from doing it? Yeah, you're in the industry, I guess, you know, and, uh, go for it. Awesome. Before we wrap up, I just I wanted to touch on something you talked about earlier, um, and really that's kind of your your love for for the community. And I'm I'm gonna mm -hmm. silo in a little bit and talk specifically about Vancouver. So some of our listeners are from Vancouver, some of them mm -hmm. are not. The best what, ones are. What, what specifically? I went there. I went there. <laughs> you can say that I might not be able to. Uh, what specifically um, about this community do you love so much? And for for outside people that maybe want to come in. Right. Or maybe they're, they're looking to, and that can mean many different things. It could be a geography change, right. Or it could be like, you know, they're in the food industry and they want to move into mm -hmm. the, the Vancouver tech industry, whatever mm -hmm. that means. Um, what is it about this community? And, and I think what recommendations do you have on how to participate and become a part of that? Well, I don't think it's about business first year. And I think that's important. Um, I think, you know, there really is kind of a thrust to, because people aren't making the same salaries as they're making in San Francisco or New York mm -hmm. or any of these places. Right. And so I think we have more of a, uh, of a, of a humanistic and socialistic way of looking at things, uh, especially here in Vancouver it might be our hippie roots. Um, but I think people really do care about each other. And um, I think that, that that comes out in Vancouver. I also think Vancouver is an awesome place to do business right now. I mean, if you asked me last year, I'd say Toronto, you know, go to Toronto, 
lot of opportunity in Toronto, and there is a lot of opportunity in Toronto. Don't get me wrong, but how many? Like, you know, I'm doing I'm I'm doing the uh, the, the 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 clubhouse with Ray and you know a bunch of other awesome people recently, and I can't believe how often we're saying, "Oh my gosh, that's another unicorn that just came out of nowhere this week that we have never even heard of." And I think there is so much. I mean, we don't really have a true anchor company. I mean, you could argue Microsoft is an anchor company in Vancouver because their roots have been here very long, and 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 they do great things in Vancouver. But at the end of the day, we don't have a Shopify yet. I think Dapper Labs could become that Shopify. Um, you know, I think I think it's kind of still at a bit of a niche in terms of what what the offering is, um, but I, I think that's about to happen. But I think you know Vancouver is one of those places that people are looking for the lifestyle. They're looking to feel um, you know good about themselves and, and feel that there there's something bigger than just them. Um, and I think this is a great place to try to create those roots. I, I'm also one of those rare people. Like my great grandfather was born here. You aren't going to find many people like me, um, but I'm also, you know, in a very multicultural family as Vancouver should be. And I recognize that 30 years ago, the food was definitely not as good as it is now because of that. So, you know, let's let's keep evolving as a nation, um, as a city, as a, as a nation, too, because I, th- I think it goes, you know, whatever happens in Vancouver or Toronto does kind of bleed into the other provinces and cities. And uh, let's try to lead that way so that people, you know, every time you say you're from Vancouver, everyone goes, oh, I love that city. I want to be there. I mean, I heard that so many times today and I said, oh, you can't, you know, but they, they really could. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, it's a special place full of special people and, you know, let's, let's uh, create special things together. I don't know if I answered your question. I think I just blah, blah, but you know, that's what I do. <laughs> no, following is great. Rambling is mm. like, we love, that's why I said, you know, like Sam and I, we love having guests that, you know, just start going off on tangents too. Cause like for us, like we love to hear what you want to speak about from the heart, from, you know, your mind, like, and so we love having these more open flow conversations rather than, you know, just like a strict, like, Hey, here's the interview, answer these questions strictly. Like, you know, you don't get the juicy bits out that way. Well, I'll go go start gangster rapping in French if you want, right? No, no one wants that. No one wants that. All right. So I got to ask you our last question that we always ask every guest. Last question. I know. Mm. Oh, but you know what? I am going to word this a little bit different for your case. Because I feel like if we just answered it as we normally do, I would already know what your top three would be. (laughs) So in addition to the team that you already have, if you could bring on three more team members to build, you know, your next dream products, um, whether they are celebrities, whether they are, you know, dead historians, whether they are, you know, completely made up or cartoon characters, whatever it may be, who would those three picks be for you? Well, you know what, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound a little bs but I actually do mean this. I would actually have Ray on that list. And there's one oh. reason why, because he keeps blowing me away whenever he speaks about things. And he does things that are very different for me, like the industries, everything kind of his touch points. I mean, we're all in tech, but when he talks about things, I'm like, wow, that's cool. He knows a lot about it. I know nothing about that stuff. And I think, you know, together we might be even more dangerous. Um <laughs> Um, is, is it wrong to say I want my mom on the team more because she used to, you know, edit all of my my exams. And I know that David actually sent a document to my mom last week to say, Mom, can you edit this for us? Because I'm not <laughs> sure this is right. And she was so happy to do it. Like it was just she 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 couldn't have been happier um, to do it. And you know what? I'm going to actually go with one more. I want my kids. And I know that's not a famous person or anything, but I want them to understand how much fun I'm having. And I want 
to ignite that flame so that this becomes a multi-generational thing so that they want to continue, you know, running with what I'm doing. So when I'm long past, you know, it continues and it, it continues in a way that they are going to, you know, have their own flavor of what TTT could be. Is that cheating? Is that cheating? I mean, it could have said no, Stalin or something cheating, like that. It's not cheating, but I can't but... stop smiling because I'm imagining a company with basically your family. Let's, let's be real. And then Ray. <laughs> yeah, so, I know. You can't he, poach he, Ray. He, yeah, no, I, well, it wouldn't be poaching. It would be, it would be, it would be doing something together. Because honestly, he, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on that Clubhouse chat and just go, how do you know that? Do you have, you must be searching the internet, you know, while, while you're saying it. Cause not only do you know that, but you're on the inside track. Like someone told you that, that uh, anyhow, I've, I've just been really impressed by, by uh, you know, his, his knowledge and skill set, and you, you're all lucky to work with him. No, I definitely agree. Like even now, like even working here for two years now, like I still like, you know, there's tidbits of like information that I learn about Ray and every time I'm like, what like, like the other day i'm not sure what i could like um i like ray had like a fashion app he was building <laughs> like i didn't know that and then like before like a year ago i learned that you know he had his own like dairy queen franchise and yeah, before yeah, that yeah, he, he was an accountant and i'm just He's like a restaurateur wow. come on yeah like i'm just like Whoo. michigan yeah. stars only <laughs> love it love it love yeah. it and i also want to say like i love your answer like i always love asking the you know three teammate question because it really does like speak volumes of like the kind of founder or the personality or like the kind of person you are and i love that you know you bring in your family and it says a lot like just i mean you've already mentioned a lot too about your team but like i think all of your team members are definitely lucky as well to have such a like inspiring and like kind and like you know warm personality we to be there. We always refer to the TTT as family, so it's it's just it's just an extension of what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. we're 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 all gonna do this together. Yeah. So if there is you know anyone that's listening and like wants to you know reach out or maybe even try to apply for TTT, like yeah. um, how can they contact you? What's the best method? come to our website. You know what? You can get lots of information. And in fact, if you're interested in working with us, or even if you're just interested in what we do, we actually have our, even our employee handbook, we, we leave that publicly available so people can see what it's like to work with us. Just stop going to Glassdoor because I got to say, I'm tired of the, the, the bots that keep putting crap out there. We had one in Spanish a couple of days ago, giving what? us two stars. And it, it was like, we've been a buyer for you for five years. It's like, oh, come on. You're not even <laughs> trying anymore, Glassdoor. You're, you're infuriating me. Oh man. All right. So you hear, heard it here, folks. Go to TTT Studios and if you want it, you got, they got the employee handbook and everything. And we'll definitely make sure to include Chris's uh, social handles as well to the description. So you can also check him out on his Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Um, and See yeah. pictures of Roxy the dog. There yeah. You go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I just want to say thanks so much, Chris, for joining us and taking the time to be on the show. Like, it was a lovely episode. And like, I gotta say, like, my face kind of hurts now just because I've been like constantly grinning from from start to end. So I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry for hurting you. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, you're we have we have work benefits, for... I think. Yeah. <laughs> My face massage therapy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Real take care of you. I'm sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, thanks everyone. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode and we hope to see you all on our next one. Thanks. Bye.